This is We Overcame, a segment from the Peaceful Corner podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Peaceful Corner. I hope you guys are doing wonderful. Last episode on We Overcame, we met Mr. Kenny. Mr. Kenny told us of how the love of God is a constant value. He also told us that if you don't know darkness, you can never really appreciate and understand what light is. He also made us understand that grace always abounds, not for us to continue in skin, sin, but telling us that grace always abounds. He also made us understand that Jesus died for our sins, not for our mistakes. Our mistakes, we have to live with and face the consequence. I hope you guys were blessed by part one. Here is part two of the interview with Mr. Kenny on We Overcame. Uh, I, I like us to go back. Well, not go back, but I just want to ask the question, you know, of like, um, how like how did the uh, how did the, that experience change like change you you know as a friend like you talked about your perspective you know living you know not for um, yourself but you know living for another person a human being not mm-hmm. even a child mm-hmm. um, but like it, mentally like how how did it do to you you know especially with all the things that society you know yeah, adds um, us. there uh, it's a lot it's a lot because. First of, again, the idea that you're not worthy to be among the, you know, it's more like you, you, you are not on a negative mm-hmm. minus because you already have. So it was overwhelming. Again, like I was saying before, it was overwhelming to a point where I didn't want to meet people anymore, mm-hmm. just so I don't have to explain that over and over again. Right. So I was beginning to sound like a broken record. And every time I think about the fact that I'm meeting someone new and you have to explain all of this to this person again, you're like, no, I don't want to deal with that. So right, you, just, right. you, you just shut people off. And because you, you did that, of course, there's always a part of us as human who wants to relate, who wants to um, share, right? Because that's what we are as humans. Right. And so, and because you can't, actively assess that that part of relationship with people the, there's a huge burden on you it, it, sometimes you think about it and you start asking questions and you wish that that didn't happen but again in the long run i just saw it as the fact that i have to move, move past this level of feeling that way to a greater level of you know what i think it just makes me understand the fact that i deserve it more right mm. it just makes me understand that because I, right now, I know what it takes to actually be responsible for someone. And if I understand that responsibility, that means that I actually know what it takes to actually raise a family. Mm-hmm. I might not have all of it, but to some extent, that have actually made me step into a role of actually being able to provide. Right. Mm. And for a person of my age at that, that was like 26. For a person of my age in the regular settings, you're still kind of trying to figure out what life is. Right. I mean, like, you know, going about trying different things or so. So me stepping into that role, maybe you understood the fact that this is what it takes to actually be responsible, to be a father, to be a husband, to provide, protect, preserve. And that might not actually be all that I'm doing right now, but I think I have a glimpse of it. So that in itself puts me in a pedestal where I know, kind of know what it takes to actually be that figure to people that I'm responsible for. And that has actually made me step up emotionally, physically, psychologically, because these things are draining. Imagine right. waking up at 1 a.m. in the morning just to put water in a baby's mouth, you know, and 
Taraday is just like, just go to bed, please. <laughs> but, so those, those experiences put together and actually made me a better person as, as an individual. Right. All right. There, okay, there, because, listen, there are certain choices you would have made as a young person without these responsibilities. Mm. Um, I'm not saying I'm not gonna say I'm not saying it just to devalue anybody or anything. I'm, it's not like it's wrong or right. It's a choice. There are certain things I can afford to do because of the mindset I have that if my son finds out about this, how is he gonna feel? Right. And it's not even about now. It's about five years from now, ten years from now. Because mm. we live in a world where everything is just in the database. You can actually put it off whenever you want to. Yeah. So psychologically restricts my choices to the things I would have ordinarily done because I'm a young boy used to, you know, living life, trying to like, you know, live my best life right. to a position where, um, young man, if your son sees this five years from now, right. do you think he'll be proud of you? So I'm, I just use that, that inference to actually make you understand that. Yeah. It actually positioned me as a person into a better person. And with that, I am better as an individual because, it's all encompassing. Our brains as humans are always in segments. It, that's why you see if one part of your life is deficient in some ways, it kind of tends to some other part. And be, until you fix that part of you, you feel you're actually bad in every, every aspect, right? Mm. But that's not true. Mm. But because there's a, that part of you that feels deficient on is kind of important to you. So if, you, if you're losing in this point, you're living, losing in every other way. So you have that alone actually shaping my understanding. Mm-hmm. to be to want to be a better person and right. i think again that has been the greatest greatest gift that experience had actually given to me wow wow yeah that's that's amazing you know i i think i saw a post one time where you posted um if i remember correctly you know you were talking about like an open mic situation where you yeah uh, um i don't remember so can you tell me uh, it was it was this was time where I was actually down in my emotions and I was asking a lot of questions. I I had I had issues with church, with my home, with my job. It was really a dark time for me. And at that point, I I felt like why don't I try something different? I mean, I've been playing church all along. What mm-hmm. is that going to me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have always been put God first. I might not be perfect at it, but in my heart of heart, I knew I was in enough. And right now, I'm at the verge of being homeless, jobless, don't have a car. Mm. And there are all those things that I could actually do that will bring me money. Right. I, I don't have the best of voice, but I know I can find my way around. And you know the funny thing about this life and the work of the devil? At that point, were times when I had those gigs. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, you know what? Just try something different, bro. I mean... Mm. What has been a Christian cutting you anyway? You're trying to play straight, right? Play it right. So I accepted one of those open mics. It was in a club. So <laughs> I was going to go sing, of course. And like I said in my post, I'm pretty sure I wasn't going to sing Hallelujah song. I knew exactly what I was going to go do. Mm-hmm. And I got into my car, drove down there, and I got in front of that club. And I was crying. I was crying because it was a struggle. It was a real big struggle. It was a struggle between knowing the right thing and doing it. Mm-hmm. everything in me knew that going into this place would change who I am totally right it would change my perspective it would change my belief 
And knowing that a huge part of me still wanted to go in there just to prove a point. And it was a struggle, and that's why there was so much tears. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Is it even worth it? Mm. So what does that change? You got a few bucks. Yeah. You go back next Sunday, you get a few more bucks. But what about the things you're, you're losing in the process of getting more bucks? Right. Because you're exposed. And that word exposed means a lot of things. Yes. The things we see and the things we hear are one of the greatest forms of actually changing any person on planet Earth. Right. Being in that environment, you see, you see things, you hear things. And these things will stick in your brains. And over time, they tend to change your choices and perspective. And so my question was, what were you ready to gain and you were willing to lose this much for? Mm. At the end of the day, is it worth it? What does it profit a man if against this whole world right. and loses a soul? Because there are certain things we do that is not turning back from. You think you did turn back, but you did not. You think you you stop for a few weeks and yeah, because you stop going for a few weeks, you, you think that's it. <laughs> how about the memories? How about the, the moment? How about the how about the throwback? How about the how how about the remembering? Right. And you do you and you know these things just reside in your brain and just they dormant. Wait until you need it. Mm-hmm. And once it starts kicking off in your brain, there's always an impulsion to actually do it. Yes, yeah. and then you realize that that's why there's withdrawal. Like you know, I've, you know right. how people stop smoking for like six six straight months, like six months straight, no stick. At the moment they're with someone of one of their buddies who just light a cigarette, they remember how it feels like when they were smoking. Yes, and there's a temptation of you wanting to go. So again, this thing just reciting. So I I ask myself at the end of the day, to what hands can you? Hmm. Are you willing to make fewer bucks? deal with your situations, pay your rents and pay your bills and you're fine. But how about the fact that this you have done will probably stay with you for a long time. And the chances of you going back to Christ is, even as it is right now, do you know how, how in quote unquote, how hard it is to actually keep your faith in the world we live in today with everything going around you? Right. Now you want to add that to the list of the temptations you already have. Is it worth it? I should find myself back home. And that's when I knew again, like I said again, and that's when I understood that your feelings had nothing to do with God. Yes, yes. In that moment where I was mad, peace, angry, had mixed feelings, God was still God. Yeah, yeah. The truth is, if I actually walk myself into that place, God will remain God. Yeah. And when I'm done, I'll come back. God will still be God. Yeah. The only factor that changed was what? Me. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yes, wow. <laughs> yeah, God will always remain God, you know, and no matter what we do. Uh, he's always waiting, you know, and helping us, to, hoping that we make the right. That's why he sends the Holy Spirit. So we, he guides us, you know, even though he's not yet physical, he sent someone just like him. Mm-hmm. To us, um, you know, and in, like said, in times like that, you know, you don't, you don't, like, especially emotions, you don't think about it. You know, emotions are always the best way to you know, make a decision, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, if you would have went in, like you said, you know, it would have changed a lot of things. It might've just been the one time, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe later on, maybe not in the next year, more like maybe in like two years time, you know, it can, like you said, it comes back. <clears throat> and like you said, withdraw, you know, mm-hmm. to, go, to go back. So um, 
and it, it affects us uh, um, in a big way. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, like, I guess, what, well, well, not my, well, I'm, like, close to my last question <laughs> that I want to ask. Um, so, like, how, how did, how do you believe that your, um, your relationship with God has changed? How, like, how has it grown? You know, and how, how did you find that space where you could, like, talk to God? What did you do? You know, um, peaceful. Part. I said, <laughs> I said something about you have to step outside the box to actually be able to look into the box. Right. And I'm gonna say this with with all due respect. Um, this is not about anybody or any congregation. A lot of time we play church so much. Yes. That I think that's what salvation is all about. Right. Because because you go to church, you sing in the choir, you think you have salvation. Mm-hmm. You think that's enough? That's a ticket for you to make heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, in the nutshell, all you've been doing is just an act of service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you stop singing today in church, does that make you less a Christian? No. If you didn't have the privilege of actually standing in front of people to sing anymore, if that is taken away from you, are you saying you don't your service to God has ended still? So I say that to say that. I have to step out of the box to actually understand what it means to have a relationship with God. Because I was out of church for a long time, probably for or close to a year. And I was dealing with those things. And at first it felt I was bad, I was hurt, I was I was angry about a lot of things too, about a lot of people. And I, I get to a point where I stopped believing in God because I felt I'm doing all I can anyway. I mean, I'm trying. I'm not doing the best, but I think I am. And I don't deserve all of these things coming my way. So if, if, they don't, if you don't think, or if you don't think that I'm worthy or deserving to be, to be called a Christian, so be it, I'm done. Mm, so I left. Mm, mm, mm. And it was until then that I realized that, because again, I had to ask myself, okay, now that you've stopped doing all of these things that makes you a Christian, have you stopped being a Christian? What does it even mean to be a Christian in the first place? Right. Christian simply means the flow of Christ. The flow of Christ means you love God, you abide by his teachings and his word. Now, Kenny, you stop singing, you stop attending church. Have you stopped being a lover of God? Mm-hmm. Have you stopped following Christ? And, and it was in that moment that I knew that I love God regardless. Right. Regardless of my emotions. I didn't go back to church because I was still hurting. I was still aching. I hated a lot of things. I hated a lot of people. But I realized that every morning I still wake up, sing my eyes out, get on my keyboard, get on my guitar, still worship God. Mm. And in my dealings with people every day, I still try to be sane and moral. In times where I had a option, I was telling, let me share you the sidebar. I was actually sharing a story with my friend. I was just playing. I'm like, do you know why a lot of people do dumb stuff? In the, moment, in the process of why I was hurting and hating, I was mad. Do you know, life is always about a choice. Choice. Yeah. I was telling my friend, I mentioned one person's name. I'm like, do you know for what he did to me? I could actually call one of my baba in Nigeria, like Elusa, and this person did something wrong to me. How can you, how can you discipline him for me? And the baba would just tell me one or two things, blah, 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 blah. Is that wrong? Yes. Would I care? No. But what is done would have been done. And I'll live with the consequences for the rest of my life. But I'll see that his life was affected. 
right? Yeah. So I said, I have to say that life is a choice. In the midst of all those things that I have every excuse not to believe in God, I still believed in him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even when things were very great, when I mean great, very great, I still believed in him. So it took me stepping outside the box and look inside. And I saw that all we're doing was just an act of service to God. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how a lot of us walk around thinking that's our ticket to heaven. Right. Yeah. Funny how all, a lot of us walk around and think because we are deacons, deaconesses, elders, we're in the choir, we sing, God's worship. Like, what matters is at the end of the day, what to do outside those four walls. Half of you that come to church every Sunday do weird things. Weird things. You know how you think, eh, you just lie, no big deal. You just lie, just small lie. <laughs> and that's it. You think, you think somebody who killed or committed adultery or fornication is worse than you. At the end of the day, your hell is the same, period. Yes, uh, In fact, it's even, it's even easier for, you know, the, you, know, the, you know the fine line? The fine line is you will think you're still a saint. While the person who is a murderer, who is an adulterer, understands yeah, yeah. that he's a sinner. So it's easy. that's why it says, the, the Bible says, Hello, sir. I think we lost Hello? the next. Oh, okay. Hello? Okay, I can hear you. You like you know? Remember that verse where it says it's easier for something something to go through the needle than the something something. I can't remember that verse precisely. Right. I say that because at the end of the day, the person who understands that is a sinner, is quite easy to get salvation because he understands. That's true. That he needs salvation compared to you who think you don't need it because your sin is just lying mm. and at the end of the day this guy calls for repentance he comes out lord i'm sorry forgive you of all my sins and he makes heaven and you who don't see your line as a big deal will remain in that trap of self-redemption and thinking you're a saint and you go to hell and on that last day he's not asking you not telling god but i worshiped i served i'm a deacon i'm an elder and you hear the Lord say to you, go away from me, you see, we walk out of iniquities. Because in your self-righteousness, you've believed that you had nothing to be, to be, to be sorry about, in quote and God. Whether somebody who has been there, who has actually been there, been in sin, wallowed in sins, and understand that, yo, I need a new life. Mm. And that's all that, would, that's all that matters. So I say that because I understood that when I stopped doing all those things, it felt like, I wasn't serving God anymore. It felt like I wasn't a believer. Right. It felt like I wasn't born again anymore. But I only actually reiterate the fact that made me understand that those are just things to actually um, encourage people to church. This was actually an act. This was, actually a piece. this was just a way of actually showing that you love God. It's not a definition mm-hmm. of who you are with God. And myself and my friend Chinema were talking, and she actually said that at the end of the day, on the cross, on um, on the judgment day, all that will be left is with you and God, and they will play all the things that you did, and all the things you did will be judged on. You're going to be judged on who you are and what you are. Mm. What you are, the things we do. You go to church, you sing, today you're right, today you play a boat, tomorrow you're at, that's who you are. That's what you are. But who you are is the deep core of your understanding of what you believe Jesus Christ was, mm. why he died, and his role in your life. Yes. 
if that still remains with you, if that's still your core belief of who you are, then I can assure you that what you are can change. That's true. And that's why even when we go outside and preach to people, we are not preaching to, to, to who they are. We're, we're trying to preach to, to who they are so they can actually change what they are. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, again, I still have to actually make you understand that I felt close to God. Because it feels like all those things, there's a song that I like, uh, if you never have the house, buy the walls grow. Or oh, that car or whatever. Right, if right. Everything right. you own, yeah. So when every, all of those things were stripped away from me and I was really empty, I realized that I still wanted God. I realized that I knew that I understood that even when everything was taken away from me, God was the only place that I wanted. I wanted to be in church so badly because that's the only place I find myself wanting to be, to express myself. So it took me being outside the bus to actually understand what it means to, to have a relationship with God. All right. Yes, that's, that's amazing. Uh, um, uh, I think the verse, the verse you were trying to refer to was uh, the Matthew 19, verse 24. Um, that says, and I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a of a uh, needle mm-hmm. for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. That part, yeah. So you know, it's a lot uh, like uh, Mr. Kenning said. We a lot of people play church. You know, we go to church, but we never uh, accept that we are sinners. You know, mm-hmm. no. Like you said, someone who's a murderer will accept that. Okay, I've done this. I'm a sinner, and we'll build a relationship with God. We'll go deeper with God. You know, than someone who believes that they're the saint. You know, in, in, in their service and what they're doing for God when they're, you know, you said like a sin, a sin is, the Bible says a sin is a sin, you know, and everybody, <laughs> we're all going to the same hell. There's no, you know, I didn't sin more than this guy, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, that is, uh, you know, he told us that he found his, or uh, he, you know, he had to look outside the box in order for him to, you know, see what was inside the box, right? You know, just uh, instead of worrying about the things that people said and, the things that are in his environment, you know, knowing that he still needed God and still wanted God in his life, um, you know, with you know, still knowing that God was still a part of him because he would wake up and, you know, still sing, right? Still worship because that's where he found his his peace. You know, that's where he like where so he felt connected to God. You know, so whatever it is that we feel connected, we feel connected, is you know what we should learn to do, right? Um, sure. um so I. I no, I guess I would li- like one. The last thing I'll ask is that, uh, what would you tell yourself, like you know, at that time? What would you tell, like, you know, what would you tell your twenty-six-year-old? I guess, yeah, self today. Um, is that no matter what route you take, or no matter what route life let you take at the end of the day god is still god right at the end of the day, god is still god um like you said before it's just it's just difficult to want to believe otherwise mm-hmm. but if you look down if you look deep down again if you look deep down there are people who have lived 10 5 there are people who have lived 90 so it's not a factor of how long. There are people who died poor. There are people who died rich. Yes. There are people who died in the middle. 
there are, there are children who don't live past seconds on planet Earth. There yeah. are those who actually lived life. Yeah. But the end result is the same. We all left. The question is how? Right, right. So in, in your quest for life, in your quest of you want to make fame, you want to make money, you want to be wealthy, you want to bring whatever you think you want to do with your life, whatever, which is good. I, I, I encourage you. Wealth gives you access to a lot of things. Get it by all means. But at the end of the day, always have to stop at the back of your mind. You will leave this place one day. Somehow, you're, you're going to leave. And when that happens, to what ends? Mm -hmm. Is everything you've done in your life, some people have the privilege of dying in their bed and they know they're dying. Right. Some had an accident. Some didn't have a chance to think about it. Right. Some didn't even have the chance to actually ask for forgiveness. Exactly. It happened and they're gone. Right. Now, when that moment happened, what happens afterwards? Mm -hmm. What's your next destination? So in all that you do, I'll, I'll share this story. A friend of mine was like, can you have all it takes, again, with all the respect, do you have all it takes to be out there? Why did you choose to always stay indoor? Right. And I said, with great power comes great responsibilities. Right. And I understood what it means to be out there. And I made my choice. I want to be able to be in control of my salvation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not let it in the wind. Right. But when you're out there, it's possible. And especially from my upbringing, from my background, it's easier to get into that phase and just phase away. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you don't get a second chance of life. Exactly. So in all you do, I wake up every day henceforth and knowing the fact that if, if I die today, I won't be able to have that conviction in my heart that I did fight the good fight of faith. Yes. Now, not for the whole world. Yeah. Me. Right. Because right. again, on that last day, I'll be the only person yes. standing before the throne. Mm -hmm. And the Lord will be asking me <laughs> what I did with yeah. my life. Not what I could have done, not what you made me do, not what right. you didn't make me do, mm -hmm. not where I should have been, not where I didn't go. The Lord will ask me what I did with my life. Absolutely. And I want to be able to, Lord, this and this. You know the funny story about that talent where they gave 10, they gave 5, they gave 1, and he hit yes. it. Do you know, look, they didn't ask, according to that narrative, they didn't ask a guy who actually had 5 or 10. They asked the one person, the one mm -hmm. that he did. Just that one. That was where the story started. Guy, they give you one. Why? And that actually made me understand the fact that at the end of the day, you see, this life is about choice. And that's it. Absolutely. Because it would have mattered if he actually planted one and got zero. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for the fact that he actually planted that was that was the moral of the story, mm -hmm. not the outcome. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Not that you if they gave intent, you planted, not the outcome. The moral of the story was you had a choice to make. And you chose not to, regardless of mm -hmm. the outcome. That's true. And they went straight to him. They would have started with the good ones. Yes. The ones that actually did great with him. 
but they went to the one person. So at the end of the day, you have to actually be able to decide to choose for yourself. I always tell person, so people, if you stood up today and you want to go and you want to go to a bar to, to get drunk, you made a choice. Absolutely. I don't care. I don't care to know if you were influenced, if you were, if you were, if they drove you there, if they tied you there, even if they tied you there and they covered your hands and your leg, you had a choice to open your mouth. <laughs> and even if they opened your mouth and they put it in your throat, you had a choice to swallow it. Right. To the barest minimum, life is always about a choice. And if you can make that choice, be ready to face the consequences and deal with it. Yes. Either good or bad. Mm-hmm. So I made up my that I made up my mind and I made up that choice that I want to be able to at the end of my life. Listen, my circle is very small circle, but I make sure that in those as small as it is. I am who I'm supposed to be with these people. Yes. My son could actually call me right now and tell me that he has the best dad in the world, even if I'm not giving him everything in the world, because I'm trying as much as possible to, to be the person to him. Right. My friends can call me right now and say, oh, Kenny's a wonderful person, even if I could be a douchebag sometimes. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is at the end of the day, I try as much as possible to be who, to be who I'm supposed to be with these people. That when I leave, because you know who's going to fill my space? They saw Bruce. Right. Not the world, because this world didn't get to experience who I am. They right. did. Right. They'll be the one to miss me. They'll be the one to say things. So, for those that I'm connected with, connected with, I try as much as possible to be the best of myself with them, because they're the one who's gonna remember me anyway. Right. So why would I give up all of these things for a fame that when I die, it goes with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Period. Full stop. When my son hits the fame. No, they will just say, oh, he's the son of Lagbaja, Lagbaja, and that's it. Are they going to pay school fees next, next month? No. <laughs> no. Would they be able to ask him if he had eaten? No. So. Yes, yes. Wow, that's very true. You know, when we leave, um, why would people say, you know, people be able to say that I knew, you know, this person, you know, as a child of God who lived his life to make sure that he was, you know, following the right thing and following what God you know, truly putting God in front of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's very, that's very true. And you have said a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we appreciate that, you know, you thank God for what he's doing, you know, what, what he's already done right in your life. Um, you know, thank you for sharing with us. Your, thank you so much for having me. How you overcame. Uh, would you like, would you like to sing for? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we thank you for joining us. And I hope you know everyone listening less today by um everything Mr. Kenny has told us. And um, you know, we've taken away something. I know I have taken a lot of uh, away a lot of things um from everything that you said, you know. Um, so we thank you once again. God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. Yes, and thank you guys for listening to us and have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Thank you guys for listening today. God bless you. And join us next time here at the Peaceful Corner.